Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, hey, Emily, how are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. Oh my God. I'm pretty darn good. You know, here we are in a brand new studio. A brand new studio. We have, uh, we've been in a few studios (laughs) over the last uh, few, uh, few months. Yes. But um, hopefully this is going to be our final I don't want to say it like that. Um, not final resting place. It sounds, oh, no, no, sounds no, no, terrible. No. Our uh, home. Our home. Our forever home. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. And uh, this is this is the 100th episode. It's a, it's a big moment for us. Can you believe it? I, 100 episodes? I, I am shocked. I know that we have we have a lot of content out there. So right. if people look at our iTunes or look at their podcast, they're like, "What? What do you mean a hundred episodes? Only a hundred? No, we have like a hundred and twenty-two things out there that right. they can listen to. But you know, we have bonus material. We have time B-sides. of the month, B sides. You know, this is like one hundred. You know, in the proper order of things. That's you know? right. Um, Back to our roots. Just the two of us. Just the two of us yeah. chit-chatting. <laughs> and we have a lot to talk about. We do. We do. We've, we've been taking a little time for our to enjoy our summer break. Yes. And get things kind of reconfigured in our lives and so it's nice to uh, be back in studio having some wine sharing some conversation and you are right we have a lot to say I want to know how you're doing well I am doing great but um, before we jump into all of that and we we completely lose track of our wine yes we do do have a process do we want to do we want to talk about our wine first I think you're right because I am thirsty and it is time to indulge in fact, I walked into the studio. I'm like, I'm thirsty, Michelle. Yes, Emily was complaining that she has not had a cocktail yet today, and it's she, late. And it's late, um, and she's ready to have something. So um, yes. she she brought a delightful looking bottle. Yes. So you know, the instinct would have been let's bring some bubbles because it's a hundredth episode right, it's celebratory. Yeah. But you know, we've kind of been doing that a bit lately, and I thought. You know what? I'm going to bring a bottle that has become a staple favorite of mine just because it's absolutely delicious and readily available and that that way everybody can join with us. So today we're drinking a Chardonnay or as you like to say, a Cardonnay. Exactly. <laughs> for, for the Kath and Kim fans out there. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't watched them on Netflix yet, please uh, oh look gosh. it up. So funny. So we're drinking Cardonnay. Uh, this is a 2019 it is from washington state and it is called ch and i have to say i am absolutely in love with this wine uh it's one that james suckling gave either 93 or 94 points to highly rated but it gotta tell you this is definitely it's an american chardonnay you know yeah it's it's it is unctuous it is decadent it is um, full of flavor and texture. It is not like overly oaked, however. No, no. Uh, but you still get that experience. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Rombrauer Chardonnay, which okay. is known to be just this like this butter bomb. Uh-huh. But it's a little bit more refined. I think there's a lot more kind of flowery, kind of jasmine notes and some other things yeah. going on in this that bring it maybe a little bit closer to say a Burgundy style. But it's still, let's face it, this is why. Washington State, for sure. Yes. But I love it. What's amazing about this wine is that uh, you can find it pretty typically around that $17 price point, but I have found a hot spot in town where I can get it for $13. Now, that hot spot in town that she's talking about is here in St. Louis, Missouri. So, um, I think so hop into your cars and come on over. <laughs> so for those of you who are listening and need to get mm-hmm. it, want to spend the $13 versus the $17, you know, right. I'm sure a couple tanks of gas will uh, <laughs> will make but up the know, difference. We know there's all kinds of yeah, great so, sites. But we're, I mean, for our, our local listeners. Vincent's, we, Vincent's Market in Sular. Okay. 
and they're known for having a nice little wine selection, but oh my God, I, I just love this. You know, you get some of that tropical fruit, you get, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, mm, I mean, I'm addicted to this wine. I literally have this on hand at all times. And when I'm out, it's like an emergency situation. Okay. Oh my God, really? (laughs) I've got to get more. So are you, with this bottle of wine, Mm -hmm. is it kind of one of those things where if you buy two bottles and you know you always have one, right? But then like you drank the one bottle and you're like, I can't open that other one until I get another (laughs) bottle. So I always have one. It's a strategic stash. Yeah. Uh, I have some of those. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I never buy just one bottle. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm never afraid to just drink it. You live on the edge, Emily. I yeah, I also <laughs> live very close to Vincent's Market, so. <laughs> and, and you know their hours. Right. And, and they don't judge you when you show up at 8 a.m. the next day. I am out of uh, CH. Right. I need my Cardinet. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Or they'll call you, right? Emily, we're going to be closing. How are you doing on your Cardinet? It's about time for you to replenish. <laughs> we haven't seen you today. We're worried. Are you okay? Come on back. Come on back so well it is delightful mm-hmm. i'm i like the fact that it's not very heavy on the mm-hmm. oak mm-hmm. but it still has that texture and it does and it's not like it's not a butterscotch uh mm-hmm. you know it's not that overly butterly mm-hmm. buttery mm-hmm. it has a really lovely aroma it continues to tease your palate yeah you know after after it's uh a long finish yeah. yeah yeah i agree good choice and i th- i think i've had this before with you on a back probably patio night maybe it seems it uh, very likely but i don't we haven't had it on the show but if uh if this were a panty yeah i'm seeing kind of like a panty set you know it's a broad panty set and i think also because this is our hundredth episode but um, I see a sort of a champagne color, champagne color, top and bottom with some rhinestones in there. But they're not mm. like, it's not like um, the uh, bedazzle me kind of stuff. Okay. You know, it's a little more classy, a little more elegant. Yeah. Not something you'd find where... Tasteful. A tasteful, yeah. <laughs> but just enough so that sparkle when it hits the light, mm-hmm. it would, um, it's intriguing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that yes. sounds like the perfect panty. You know what's kind of fun? So at work right now, I have a project where I'm working with a bra and panty designer. Get out of town. And because of my love of panties, like I am weighing in very heavily on design decisions on this. Okay, okay. So like from fabric selection to like actual cut and shape of uh, of the various panties, it is pretty fun i have to say and i feel like a panty expert you well and you I mean, are our, our podcast has prepared me yes, well and you also have a lot of <laughs> yeah, them i have a few pairs <laughs> you, you we talked about that yeah. on an earlier episode yeah but are have you seen any of like sent from the design to the prototype yet so we are in design phase okay and so I would think, you know, we're probably a few months out from actually getting a prototype in hand. Okay. You know, supply chain and all that stuff right now, it takes a while to get okay. things into manufacturing and all of that. But I think a few months will be maybe part of the trial club. You know, we can try them on and give our notes. That would be and, fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, work at whatever you can do to work at the mm-hmm. you know, podcast. Um, as you know, we'd be happy to help. Of course. <laughs> of course. And the ladies who are the founders of this company are just absolutely amazing. They're all about female empowerment. So I can't wait to tell you more. And as things come into more fruition, we'll definitely, okay. we'll definitely be talking okay. a little bit more. Maybe even have a conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've, it's perfect. Right. You know, the timing is all right. Everything lines up as it's, as it's supposed to, you know. I, I Absolutely. Think maybe, maybe you could, maybe they'll design like a clearly speaking line. Oh, we've been talking about wanting to do that forever. But we didn't know how to do, now you know how to. I know. Now you know how to do, I do. it. I have I so, have some resources now. So like the tasks are um, are balanced and and out like laid out there. Yeah. You handle the clearly speaking. Handle the other aspects of it. You know it's yeah. pretty fun. But yeah. you know, well you know Emily that if it's meant to be, 
everything will fall into place. It'll be easy, right? I know. It'll be easy. So it is, yes. And I think that, you know, this last, this last year, even during COVID times, certain things have been very easy, which is very, which is telling to me, you know, all other things, maybe not so much. And again, that's telling, right? Right. So let's, uh, let's, why don't you share a little bit about what's happening in your world? Yeah, well, so this summer has been uh, an emotional summer for sure for me. Uh, My youngest graduated high school, as as everybody knows, Mm -hmm. William, we've talked about him on the podcast. He graduated high school in uh, at the end of May. And uh, last Saturday, I dropped him off at college, and he is my baby. And I don't have any kids at home anymore. My my son Jacob has moved to Kansas City. Um, He's my middle child, and then of course my daughter lives out. And you guys have met my daughter Megan on the podcast, and she lives out in um, Portland. Portland, yeah. So, so I was like kind of facing. Oh my God, I have never lived by myself. My everyone's gone. I've been, like you've never lived I, by yourself. I lived by myself one year when I was in studying in Swansea, Wales. How did how was it then? And because so I grew up in a house of yeah. you know there's four kids so there's you know and I was second so mm-hmm. I never even had um, you know an only child or anything like that so I was a second born and then my brothers and sisters below me. So always the family Then I went off to college and I lived in a dorm, which I had a mm-hmm. roommate. And then when I went to Swansea, Wales, I had, a, I was in the dorm, but I was, there were singles, there were single rooms, which I was like, this is the best. Um, and then I came back and I lived in a house with sorority sisters. And then I started dating my ex-husband yeah. and then he moved in right. and then we got married and it was all over. And then I got kids and then he <laughs> left and the kids were still here yeah. and here and here and here. So now at the... At uh, the wise age of fifty-two, I'm like, yeah, I I don't know how to cook for one person, um, mm-hmm. you know, like so. Anyway, I know we'll talk about like. Yeah, I want to talk uh, about that for a little that. bit, but yeah, we should circle back yeah. to the experience of of you know delivering William to his school and coming. I mean, I would think that that would almost be nearly a dangerous drive back for you. It was like. Uh, Jacob moved out two weeks before William moved, went off to college or three weeks before William went to college. And uh, so it was pretty emotional that day having Jacob move out because to me that was like the start, like the start of the end. And I was like, I I, I dehydrated myself. I was crying so much. (laughs) Yes, you can dehydrate yourself. So (laughs) so, so if you're, if you're going to be sobbing, I highly recommend that you keep a water bottle nearby Mm -hmm. so you can replenish. Not to catch the tears, but to rehydrate. To rehydrate so you can continue to create them. And then, um, and so then I was just like the last week before he left, I would would find myself crying in the car, you know, like Mm -hmm. moments to myself and thinking about the kids and thinking about, you know, like how fast this time has gone by. And I can still imagine the three of them, you know, around the, around the breakfast table and laughing and birthday parties and soccer games and softball games and, you know, plays and dance recitals. And I mean, I can still, those things feel like that was like that was yesterday and not, you know, I mean, I've been parenting for 26 years. Yeah. So that's been my job for 26 years. And I know I'm still a parent. They're just don't live here. So, so I was like really sort of, I'm almost dreading it. And it's like, you know, that point in time before you rip the bandaid off mm-hmm. and you're looking at it. The anticipation like, of it. Anticipation was heavy, awful. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I took him and uh, I, I kept my I kept my shit together until I said goodbye. Good for you. I'm kind of yeah. you know I'm, I'm impressed. Well, I and I told him I, I hugged him goodbye in his dorm room and I said I'm gonna walk by myself to the yeah. to the jeep because don't walk me to the jeep because I'll just prolong this. Yeah, and I'll be a mess. But it helps that he's he's so happy. Yeah. And I'll see him um, next week and then the week after that. Perfect. And he's only four and a half hours away. Has he been in touch? 
Well, he doesn't text me nearly as much as he used mm-hmm. to now that he's at college. But yeah, we've FaceTimed and, uh, you know, his classes have started. He's got some good, he's made some good friends. Good. And uh, uh, he, he did text me. He asked me how the animals were doing and uh, and the, how I was coping. And um, I told him, you know, I'm coping as best as I can. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, if it makes you feel any better, Mom, I'm, uh, I'm laying out in the quad with my new friends. We're looking at the stars. Oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm doing dishes, so <laughs> so not much has changed. So not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, but it. So the drive home was, um, you know, I, I, it was, it was teary, but, you know, it's almost like the bandaid had to come off, and I'm glad yeah. it was off, so I know didn't have to dread it anymore. Yeah, you know, right. Um, Are you in a way kind of mourning the, the, that stage of your life that is now you're now past the child raising stage and now they're adults and like this is the the last step of them being independent all of them i think part of me says absolutely not what i want to be dealing with children that are four eight and twelve right now Mm -hmm. at my age right like i don't I, i don't want to be there again but i wished i could have prolonged those those special moments you know like how do you how can you get you know when you're in you're having those moments with your family your friends and and you just kind of want everything to stop and expand right it's still going to be 60 minutes but you want that 60 minutes to last three days Mm -hmm. or whatever you know i'm sure there's probably some psychotropic drugs i could have taken but um to make that happen but that's what i kind of you know miss those those moments and I know that I'm not the only person who's ever had their children go off to college and I realize that and and um um you know I'm not the only person who's become an empty nester um but I think that if I could have just been even more present but there was so much to take care of and do and that some of it just gets goes by because you haven't because you're not knowing Oh my gosh! Well, life is so you know you've got work, you have three children, mm-hmm. you have, you know, um, uh, you have your other other activities like our podcast and improv that you need to keep yourself a healthy, happy, um, inspired, and engaged person, which is important. Self care. We've talked right, about that right. a lot. You mm-hmm. know, you need your own interests to be able to contribute you know, in, in, in many meaningful and layers of ways. So, well, and then the part is that when you're, when I was younger and, you know, William was a baby, the thought of 18 years, you know, like getting to this point just seemed like it was an eternity away. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I I didn't, I didn't, was like, no, I'll be, I'm going to be so old when he goes away. That's like, that's forever from now. And that's the part that if you are listening to it and you're in your 30s or your 20s or even your 40s and you've got kids at home and you've heard this from other people, but it shows up really fast. Mm -hmm. So whatever you can do to really like make yourself present so that you can like gather the aromas and the sounds and, you know, really like detail your memories so that when you are wandering around your house going oh that's where that's where William hit Jacob over the head with that little broom (laughs) I remember that day you know or um that's where they used to you know we used to play um wee bowling you know and Mm -hmm. different things like that so anyway anything to do to just expand your memory by being there more. Sure, of and course. And then on the flip side, everyone says, you know, like that you've done a great job, Michelle, because your kids are able to go away yeah. and and be successful and and independent, not afraid. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's always some little trepidation, you know, but yeah, you've really nurtured some uh, fascinating and empowered young adults. You know, I mean, William is. Um, such a wonderful thinker and a caring person. And, you know, I, to be able to now let him go and learn and make more friends, he's just going to continue to be a 
blossom in this most amazing way. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's you know, and it exciting. helps. It helps that he's happy. If he were unhappy, I think I'd be having a harder time. So of it course, helps that he's happy. Of course. So that's kind of like what got us full circle here to now we're at the you know our new studio spot in the house because there ain't no kids here yeah so we can do that um yeah, that's but that's right. that's been that's been a lot that's been going on i know i mean i know you have had a lot happening mm. this summer mm-hmm. um you want to share some of sure. that sure so you know it's it has been eventful you know one of the things we knew we needed a summer break and because we both you know you had children leaving and wanting to you know, harness all of those moments. And I too, you know, with my work, you know, we acquired a company last year and we're now a month away from the official public relaunch of this company. Mm -hmm. And so we've been gearing up for that, which is a company that develops brands for influencers. And so we have our first fashion line dropping in a month and it's all very, very exciting. So kind of preparing for all of that, so from a professional standpoint, I've been very, very engaged, yeah. basically working the equivalent of two jobs. <laughs> well, but you're used <laughs> Nothing, to that. You know? you know, at least you're getting paid for two <laughs> jobs this time, right? That's right. And I love it. You know, like yeah. I, I love it. Like I, I legitimately during the COVID times, you know, when was we're still in COVID times, but th- things are the a lockdown. little more open. It, but yeah, pre-vaccination. During, pre, yeah, that's a good a good way to say that. You know, I, I, I would be like, oh man, it's the weekend. Wah, wah. You know, like I yeah. love being at work, so it's it's been really awesome. But yeah, I've also you know I've gone through a dynamic personal shift. And yes. like you, I am now cooking for one. And so, yeah. you know, kind of going through that experience of how do I do that? And because <laughs> I love to cook, but yeah. I also it's like the amount of ingredients and, you know, and, and when you're cooking for others, you kind of take their preferences in in stock. And so you're buying way more of it. Just just learning how to scale back and and then also being, you know, uh, having a different home experience, yeah. you know, all of those things have been a little bit of an adjustment, but an adjustment that I actually really love, you know, I really do. I, I love the simplicity of being, I get to cook the foods I like. I haven't been able to eat eggplant for seven years. I love (laughs) eggplant, you know? I'm I'm not cooking eggplant over here for myself, so that's, so there's no, but it's, yeah, like putting, like your house is your house. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know what's also strange, which I could never have predicted predicted this. I am drinking way less than I used to. Inter- well, I am as well. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, I don't you know, it's not like you were drinking with your kids. No. Like, like- <laughs> right. Right. Well, but I mean, I could because I did drink sometimes with my kids, but I I'm just drinking less because I have other things I'm doing. That you're or, working on, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very interesting to me. I you know I'll I'll have a glass of wine, and it's so different when you know I think our podcast has taught me to do like these little smaller pours because we're used to sharing a bottle among yeah. three people and we're trying to make it last through the whole conversation and right. so like i've gotten used to a smaller pour tonight might be a rare exception but <laughs> it is a hundredth episode i mean you know yeah so i uh you know i i'll get home and i'll make a little whatever i'm going to make for myself and i'll i want my glass of wine at dinner and very rarely do i finish it finish it during dinner and then i'll take it up and watch a little tv and like boom that's it just my one glass yeah you know whereas before uh, i might have a couple glasses and then i might have a digestive just to make sure i can really knock myself out to go to sleep you know yeah yeah and those are i mean you can always like look at that and say that those were indications Mm -hmm. you know especially since you're not needing any of that now to go on no no yeah no i there are a lot of things i love right now sleeping in my bed by myself yeah that is the most amazing feeling 
I have been sleeping by myself for a while now. Yes, yeah, so and like, on the flip side, the whole thing like trying you know if, you know start dating out there is like wow. Do I am I ready to share my space with a grown man? Right. More than like a couple hours. I don't know. You know that's just going to be something I'm going to have to explore. Right. You know as. Um, yeah. As I, you know, move this, move through this time. Yeah, because you're now, you have now more freedom to date and, right. you know, now that. Yeah. My natural boundaries. Yeah. The natural things that kept me, you know, on like the straight and narrow, they're gone. So right. I, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen now? Yeah. Um, you know, crazy times, you know. So, uh, but before we move on to crazy times and continue talking about that, um, <laughs> How do you how do you feel like moving forward? Mm-hmm. The personal shift. The I mean, do you feel like um, like you are that you're you're gonna be okay? Yeah, you know, I feel really good about all of it. Which again, you know, to harken back to what you said previously, you know, when things are easy, that's a good indication. You know, I. When, when having, having the conversation, you know, um, with my now ex, um, it was, you know, we, we never want to have those difficult conversations Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had, I had gone away to spend some time with a friend and just have a vacation and I came back and it was like, I just felt like neither of us were super happy to see each other. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, shouldn't that be like a that's a moment of curiosity, you know? And so, um, for the first time in my life, I wasn't afraid to ask those questions, you know, doesn't, doesn't this concern you that you're not happy? You're not happy to see me that we're not, you know, what does this feel right? You know? And, and in the past, I've always been afraid to have those conversations, you know, because they always kind of went down this really, um, confrontational, aggressive path. But this time it wasn't that way. And, you know, we were able to kind of talk through things in, in a really logical, peaceful way. There was no arguing. There was no combativeness. And we developed a plan together that worked for us both to, you know, find a way to, to move on with our lives while still being friends. And it was literally one of those scenarios where it's a best case scenario, you know, you know, where you, you hear of people successfully doing these kinds of, and you're like, no, that's fake news. Yeah. (laughs) But that wasn't the case, you know? And I think it's because we didn't get to a point of resentment and hating each other and Mm -hmm. all this stuff, you know, because you spoke up. Yeah, we still like each other. Yeah. You know, we still care about each other. So it was it was like I let's still care about each other and do what's right for each other cuz clearly what's what's going on isn't right. Yeah. You know, so it was the most grown-up conversation I've ever had <laughs> in the most successful way. So <laughs> note to self. Yes. Yeah. It's taught me that I can indeed have difficult conversations. And yeah. I've always thought, oh, I'm bad at it. But you're fortunate that you both you both behaved like grown-ups. Had had he oh, reacted yeah. differently or, you know, not right. behaved like a grown-up with it, it could have you wouldn't be sitting here saying it was a successful oh, conversation. So yeah. um, you know, so sometimes yeah, you're just I mean that's that's fortunate. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And now you're getting to redecorate and I know. It's been fun. I'm like getting furniture the mosque wallpaper in my bedroom. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm glamming and girling up my house. <laughs> I am <gonna> <laughs> going all in, you know. Right, right. And me on the flip side, I like I bought a step ladder, like a little step <laughs> stool, and um, I, I, you know, only thing I don't have now is like grab bars in the bathroom, you know, as I'm trying to like prepare myself for like life without a tall oh, person in the house. Right. You know, um, practicing taking the trash out, although there's a lot less of it. Right. It's um, easier. You know, uh, I have I already had to mow the lawn 
a couple times, but my lawn is small. So I just, yeah. it's, it's the edging that Ooh. bothers me. Yeah. I'm not very good at edging. I haven't gotten into that yet. I have, I've been hiring for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Although I have to tell you, I had a bit of a challenge with that. It was, you know, like everybody's talking about in the workforce right now, how hard it is to find people that actually want to work. And mm-hmm. it was the same thing. Like I've hired like five different people who all no showed that's a, multiple that's times, yeah. you know? And so like, I actually went two months, sorry, neighbors, <laughs> two months because I actually don't have a mower. Like I can't he even took mow the mower it. With right. him. Okay. So yeah. I can't even do it if I want to, Yeah, you know? And, so, well, you know, you can always call cause I have a mower. Okay. You know, All I don't right. have a son anymore here to do the <laughs> mowing, but I do have a mower. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, we can put it in the Jeep and carry it over. Okay. If, if you need to. If, Emergency case scenario. Yeah. If your neighbors, if you start getting citations on your door from the city, cause I your know. neighbors are calling in. <laughs> it was like a jungle in my backyard. Poor Iggy pup, my little dog who is eight pounds was the grass was definitely he was like having to take a little machete out there like you know (laughs) it was pretty funny my ex-husband used to say you know just let the grass grow because eventually it'll be so heavy it'll just fall over and it'll be flat that's pretty much what it did yeah yeah yeah, so the good news is, is I'm not the worst offender in the neighborhood, so I still was looking pretty good. Right, right. Yeah, I know. I know that feeling. It's like when my the neighbors on both sides of me both have like the service come and, and do their yard, and it's like, um, okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. that. Now I have to go out and do it, which right. is not a problem. You know, I'm still capable. And I'm capable because, you know, I had I had a pretty big p- procedure happen. You're even more capable now. I'm way more capable now um as our listeners are our longtime listeners are aware we had we did an episode um on lipedema which is a fat tissue disorder and um and i have been suffering from that for my whole life but it really got exacerbated after menopause and i know we talked about that on that Mm -hmm. episode which you can find that um that episode um but I, I finally, I had the first of two liposuction procedures to remove the diseased tissue. And prior to the surgery, the procedure, I was in so much pain. And you know I was. Mm-hmm. So much pain in my legs and my feet. Like just, Mobility was challenging. It, I mean, yeah. I, I was not, I was hurting. I was hurting mm-hmm. all the time. It was a constant pain. You know, nothing would take it away. And, I, and I'm not somebody that's going to like, you know... Uh, over, I'm not going to take a bunch of pain medications, especially because it doesn't work. The pain is just yeah. there. And uh, so the procedure was July 29th, and he removed 20 pounds of diseased fibrotic fat tissue from, like, my saddlebags mm. area and my ass. And um, although I felt like I had been beat up on a football field... yeah from the procedure, I have had no pain. No pain in my legs. How long did it take you to recover from the pain of the procedure? Um, I started to feel better, like like more myself, a week out. Okay. And I think that's just because I had you know, the medications, you know, and then... And then I just continue to feel better. Like, it'll be four weeks coming up this, um, this Thursday. But, um, I mean, my feet don't hurt. I, how many how many episodes have I complained about my feet I hurting? I mean, it's been a constant it, thread. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that plantar fasciitis pain is gone. The heel spur pain is gone. The Amazing. pain in my my legs, I can walk. And yeah. Um, yeah, you are like running around like I've never seen you. Right, because I yeah. can, and it doesn't hurt. I mean, I go I go on forty five minutes to an hour walk with Bambi in the morning, and and I keep waiting for that familiar. Mm-hmm. twinge of pain to come and it doesn't and I'm like okay uh, okay yeah I can still and then I can still do other things yeah. you know but before I, if I went for a walk I, it, 10 minutes in I'd already be hurting and then um, and my feet would hurt and every step it would hurt and then if I'd come home and I'd need to put my feet up and, I, yeah. and I'd be like you know SOL for the next day or so 
Okay, I have a couple questions. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So knowing that this is a disease and it doesn't just stop because you removed this tissue, right? right? Yeah. So how long before, like how long will this last before you'll be back in a state of pain and need, like is this something that you maintain and go? And well, like, so I still have to do all the conservative treatments that I was doing before to mm-hmm. manage it. And so, um, and I, you know, I, I, I managed the, I managed it. So I still do the, the, um, the flexi touch pump and I wear, right. I will wear compression. Um, and, uh, you know, I try to, I, I'm really looking, I try to avoid things that are inflammatory for me. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, I haven't, I haven't been drinking a lot mm-hmm. at, you know, since the procedure and I pretty much try to, I mean, I just try to avoid known triggers, you know, for myself and move as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might've given me 10 to 15 years and who knows in 10 to 15 years, the research sure. can get better. And, uh, cause I don't want to have to go through the procedure again. Right. But if the pain comes back like it did, absolutely, I will. You no question now. There's right? no question. I would do it. So my next question is: Do you find are people are people judgmental when you're like I had liposuction? Well, I you know I I, I save those big announcements for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I I told people before you know and I was yeah. like I'm having my surgery. It's a, I'm having liposuction. I got to get this disease tissue out, and I don't really care because. Yeah. Because they, they don't know what it was like to live in my body, right? Um, I always thought that I couldn't get liposuction prior to knowing I had lipedema. I always thought it was like reserved for somebody who had, um, you know, had who had gone through like a big weight loss, but there was just maybe like five pounds that couldn't get off. You know, oh. I like had that in my mind that that's what it was for. But uh, Dr. Wright in um, O'Fallon, Missouri, you know, he works with lipedema patients, and he, and I look normal now. Yeah, I look normal and it's hard for me to think about how I looked just at graduation you know and I look at a picture and like wow and you know not only do I look normal I I feel like a regular person yeah so you just answered my next question which Mm -hmm. was you know do you because so much of us have this like body dysmorphia Uh and so are you are you able to see past what you used to see um, I'm still working through a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, it helps when, um, like I've already gone down a pant size from, I mean, the, after the procedure, I was still wearing the same, mm-hmm. the same size pant because I was still swollen from the tumescent fluid and you, know, you have to get all that sure. out of your body. So, but I'm down, I'm down a pant size and, um, which is, you know. It's only a month now. You'll be down um, more than that soon. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll now you'll just continue to as as things shift and and um, and tighten up and mm-hmm. you know more fluid gets out and um, I can swim again. All of those things um, will will be beneficial. But I I sometimes it's so to me it's such it's been such dramatic change that even if I see look at myself out at the shower. I don't, I, I, I see my new normal shape. I don't see the, the, um, the, I mean, I, I call it like a disfigurement that it was before, but, um, which is different than like when other times when I had done like, you know, diets and extreme diets and lose weight because of lipedema does it is resistance to, to diet Mm -hmm. and exercise. I may lose 50 pounds, but I would still be very, very disproportionately, um, bigger on my hips and my thighs. So that, even though I had lost weight, I was still seeing the hips and the thighs that were not in right. not in line with the the small you know the yeah the, you have small shoulders small you have shoulders a, right the te- you know your face is, like all of that yeah. so so that would be like a body dysmorphia because there there would never be that change mm-hmm. I mean I I would lose regular fat in those areas but it's still um, it would still be um, you know not. <laughs> Uh, just, you know, at least two sizes different from the top to the bottom. Sure. You know, right. and then uh, menopause just exacerbated it all. So, Which you were forced into. It was a first menopause, right? Well, I, so because of the chemo and losing the ovary, mm-hmm. then I went to menopause earlier than because I was, I, and it was 2018, so I was 49. Yeah. 
which is an, that's early for menopause yeah. than what you know most women are like going through it in their mid fifties, um, on average. Right. Yeah. On average. Yeah. Right. But um, but for me the the pain's gone. But I did tell you that what's funny is I still have like PTSD of expecting the pain, oh, like to right. get out of a chair. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, you're preparing. I'm preparing for like the legs to hurt, and I'm like, oh no, I I can stand up fine. I and I've almost been able to go from my knees to my ankle, like you know, like when you roll yeah. up onto your feet from your knees on the ground. Yeah, I have. I've almost been able to do that, which I haven't been able to do in forever. I usually have to like flop over, do like a a little miniature downward dog to get myself up off the floor. I wonder how long it'll take for your memory to kick in and go, I don't hurt now. I can just stand up. I don't know. I guess we'll have to monitor that, right? (laughs) We'll just keep monitoring it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be so interesting. Yeah. It's exciting. um, And I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad I didn't wait any longer. And I would just, I just wish that um, insurance companies would um, pay for it. Well, because yeah, because it, I mean, the, I mean, I would think that the um, domino effect of the benefits to your overall health by yeah. removing that diseased tissue has yeah, got like to, and you, you be, your increased mobility, all of that's got to be significant to your health. If we could just call it, maybe, I mean, if if that diseased tissue had been called cancer. Right. They'd had me on the, um, you know, I'd, I'd had that surgery a long time ago, but it's not. And, the, and well, you know, it's and a woman's primarily more women are affected. Yeah, it, right? it, it, on, it, on the occasion, it does affect men, but um, more women. And um, and, you know, and I think I think it would be like a, a really good thing for us to discuss on a future episode yeah. about, you know, fat bias, fat shaming oh, in, sure. the, in the medical field and, you know, yeah. um, uh, how and, and how we can change that. Um, oh, well, you know, we had uh, a different uh, a disease where you see inflammation and disfigurement. Um, we had uh, a friend of ours, Amy Rivera, on to right. talk about she's lip. Lim- Lymphedema. Yeah. And, um, you know, there were so many times, and she's a petite woman, but had a enlarged yeah. leg. And, you know, it was the same thing where doctors would just say, we would shame her for right. her unhealthy lifestyle or, right. you know, and, and it's... It's not her fault, you know, right. just like, when just they, like yeah. lipedema. Yeah. When they say, um, eat less and move more. Oh, that's the other thing I forgot to tell you. So doctors be like, eat less, move more. And, and I have, yeah. I have been on 500 calorie diets. I have been on 800 calorie diets uh, and I could lose weight on those. And then as soon as I had like a thousand calories, I would put on 10 pounds. You know, it was just, you cannot be. Who can, can live on 500 calories? You can't. Right. And your um, brain can't. <laughs> right. But, you know, that desire to lose the weight is so strong. People, people do that. Right. But since I've had, since the tissue's gone and now fat tissues will also hold on to toxins. And so right. I also, I wonder, you know, at how much, how much residual chemotherapy was <gasps> stuck in my thighs. Oh, good point. That, um, that is now gone. So I'm, I'm Ooh. like curious about Ooh. that. But was this brought on by chemotherapy? Do you think? I think I think the chemotherapy exacerbated Ooh. the metabolic issues with mm-hmm. it, and so so the tissue's gone. Prior to prior to this procedure, I you know was hypothyroid, having to take mm. thyroid medication. Um, I could you know eat one meal a day, not lose any weight, um, not be really hungry. It was like, oh yeah, it's time, you know, just one meal. Now, um, now I'm like 30, 10 o'clock. Oh, I need some breakfast. Oh, now I, oh, I need some lunch now. I'm like, I, Good. I like, I am finding myself metabolism is more hungry yeah. and, um, and not hungry for pizza or anything like that. Well, it's you just, said you're eating yogurt and fruit. Yeah. And, berries and, you know. you know, things like that. But, um, I was surprised. I was like, well, that's, that's interesting. And then the other funny thing is that, um, you know, when your lymphatic system is working correctly, you know, you have hair growth on your legs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Things, things are, are working. Well, my upper thighs, I've not really had any hair growth on them for at least since chemo, because I lost Mm -hmm. a lot of hair during chemo. And I'm now noticing little white little hairs on the tops of my thighs. I'm like, look at that. My lymphatic system is working fine now, now that that, that tissue's not 
in the way. Isn't that interesting? One yeah. of those one of those kind of blessings that we don't really know to think of, like. You know, yeah, we're just like, oh man, I'm shaving my legs every day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right. But that would be that's a sign that everything is, everything's working the way it's supposed to. Your body hmm. is getting rid of the dead cells that, like, you know, like it's supposed to. So yeah. when that stops, you have to go. Okay, why? Why is that stopping? And you know, and sometimes people, doctors, be like, that's just your age, and that happens. But if you don't feel like it's just your age, yeah, you know. Go ahead and investigate some more. I am so fed up with that. It's your age. Mm -hmm. It's your walk more, eat less, and all that stuff. I, You know, for 15 years, I've been having doctors tell me it's your age. That's bullshit. I'm 45. (laughs) You're telling me it's my age at 30? Yeah. You know. Right. I just... That's where, you know, I'm a very polite person. I don't cuss that much and I don't throw the middle finger up all that much. But I got to tell you, (laughs) hearing those things, it makes me want to do all of it all at once. Yeah, (laughs) I I know. I know. I mean, I I, and I've gotten older and I've gotten a little bit more um, like I push back and just go, that's you can just take that. You can take that idea that you have in your head Mm -hmm. and you can just, you know, put it away. You can you can do this. You can do that. (laughs) Emily's flipping me off right now. It wasn't you. Not me, but she was, was flipping yes. at towards me. So for, for our, our listeners that need a visual there. Uh, but yeah, so, and I have my second procedure that's coming up in September. And I, although I'm not looking forward to the procedure, yeah. I am looking forward to the, oh my gosh. the, the, rest of that disease tissue out of my body. I'm looking forward to it for you. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's a gift. It's a gift, and I um, I would not have been able to make it through moving my son into his yeah. dorm and walking all across campus and creating studio. Is this BC now? No, or was it C point two? I don't know how we like. I um, mean, because it's like basement C. Oh, BC? but isn't C um does that stand C, for like a hundred in oh, Roman numerals? Right. So we need to we we need to work on something I there. Know. Yeah. Hey, maybe we maybe we ask our Clitorati to help us name our new studio. Yeah, yeah, that could be very interesting. Yeah, that, yeah, something like that. Well, maybe we should take a brief pause. I'm empty. You yeah. need to catch up yeah. and make your glass empty, and then maybe we we'll can come, come back, back and, and uh, you know finish out the finish out the hundredth episode strong. Do we want to listen to maybe some cool messages in the interim? And we do have some messages from, Me from our Clitorati out there. Let's so. take a listen. Okay. Hi, this is Megan from Portland, Oregon, and you're listening to Clitorally Speaking, the podcast. I just want to congratulate Michelle and Emily on their 100th episode tonight. You guys are awesome, and you do really cool work. Love you a bunch. Bye. Hey, Michelle and Emily. and Austin here. Season 1, Episode 3. Congratulations on your 100th episode. I have to say... I didn't think Michelle could come up with 100 different varieties of panties. Raising my glass of wine to you gals and looking forward to at least another 100 episodes. I love you girls and look forward to hearing you every week. Bye-bye. Congratulations, Clitorally speaking. We're glad to see you after 100 episodes. Here's to many more. Congratulations, Michelle and Emily, on the 100th episode of Clitorally speaking. When I met Michelle a few years ago, at improv and she told me about the podcast i couldn't wait to start listening my favorite part is what panty michelle is going to describe congratulations again and i'll keep listening this is ashley from chateau maplewood wishing clitorally speaking congratulations on 100 episodes and a big thanks to um you know talking about all things girlfriends wine sex positivity and just female empowerment Oh, that was those were great. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh my don't god, you, oh. don't you feel so loved right now? I do. I As do. we're both like in our home alone at night, maybe we should just listen to that. I, I'll, I'll make us this, our own special copies of, of the of the well wishes, and yeah. then uh, we can play them at night, or we can listen to our podcast episode always I mean, to, yeah, to do that as friends well. Friends are always near when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So you know, we've got we've got you know. Um, 
This is like a whole kind of a new chapter that we're both heading into. Yeah. Like we've, this is a hundred episodes and, and you know, we're both, we're both like sort of, we've, we've transitioned into, into a different, a different setup. We have like these new independent lives. Yeah. You know, where we're both, we are both now at the same time. <laughs> equally as free right which is curious yeah right? yeah and um yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what unfolds here over the well next... i know that we're gonna go salsa dancing one oh, of these times oh my gosh yeah, yeah we're definitely gonna go salsa dancing mm-hmm. and i haven't told you this yet but uh i'm gonna go to sweden i booked <gasps> a ticket when are today. you going i'm going to go january 5th through oh. the 12th and of course, the coldest time of year, uh, but that doesn't matter. Mm-mm. The pricing was um, ridiculously inexpensive for you know round trip with bags under five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! Nonstop from Chicago. Good so I can't uh, wait to go to Sweden sometime. And I want to say a shout out to our Swedish listeners mm-hmm. because I was looking at our stats, and we're people are listening to us like. A variety of places in Sweden now. It's like um, it's a hot country for us. I think so. Yeah. And um, I'm actually learning um, learning Swedish now <gasps> in Babbel. I'm using okay, the Babbel so app. Okay, so can you give us some some something? Um, <laughs> Anything. <laughs> hey. Hey. Okay. Come which, on. Which means hello. <laughs> hey. hey. Okay. And then hey door means goodbye. What is it? Hey door. Hey door. Hey door. I'm, I'm sure hey um, our Swedish hey listeners are going to say something How do you else. say a glass of wine, please? Um, I'd have to look that up. I don't know that one yet. <laughs> I do know how to say, um, I call myself Michelle. Oh, okay. Uh, Yo Keter Michelle. Yo Keter Michelle. Yo Keter Michelle. What's really nice about the Swedish language is that um, you don't have to conjugate the verbs. It's oh. it's the same for, it doesn't matter if it's... Oh, that's good. It's very good. Yeah, phew. <laughs> like, and then, you know, learning how to uh, pronounce their the different... Like, do you pron- like, Sweden is spelled in Swedish S-V-E-R-I-G-E. Wow. And I've never known how to say it. I would always be like, Sverige, yeah. Sverige, you know, but it's um, Sverige, um, something like Swerier? that. Sverige? Yeah. I'll hold on. Okay. <laughs> wow. That is. Because the G is a silence, like a yeah, like a so yeah. So why don't we pronounce the countries the way they pronounce themselves? You know? Well, yeah, I don't know. Espana, That's a good question. Italia, you know. Right. Like, I, I don't understand why we have to put our own, oh, well, no, we call you Italy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we call you Italy. Italy. <laughs> right. So, are you using your amazing Google tool? I'm using the Google Translate. Okay. But I did, I did download the Swedish um, uh, keyboard now mm. on my phone. So yeah, um, that's pretty fun. Yeah, and then you can even like dictate into it, mm. and it will if it recognizes what you're saying, it actually translated it already into Swedish. Oh, okay. Which was crazy. That is crazy. Like, that is fab. Yeah, okay, that's, I want to. That'll come in handy from time to time. Cancel. Here we always say Sweden in okay. Swedish. Sverige. Sverige. Sit. Do that again. Sverige. Sverige. It's hard to say, Sverige. Yes, so Sverige. 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 Ooh. Yeah. That's very curious. Wow. Sverige. Like, so that G-E at the end is a yay, like a yay. Okay. Sverige. Sverige. That's very pretty. Oh, and then one of my favorite words I've learned is uh, is the Swedish for indeed. Oh, really? It's so fun to say. Verkligen. Verkligen. <laughs> it sounds very, instead of saying indeed, it sounds very like... Vaklegan. <laughs> it's a more assertive sound. Yeah. Like, should we go to dinner? Vaklegan. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. we'll go to dinner. It's, it sounds akin to German almost. I'm sure they're all, it's well, because of like, that. you know. So, I, I, some of the things that I love about that I'm learning from, you know, German, la- German language is how they put like all these words together or all these ideas together to be a word. 
you know, which is so fascinating to me. Yeah. So it's like, so this one word can mean all of these things, you know, because it's so detailed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Are you are you studying German right now? I just I just pick up things here and there. Okay. And and the more that I'm just I keep I am interested. I do want to learn the language now. I do. German. I do. Okay. Because I do, I find it fascinating the fact that they they pile these words on together. Yeah. yeah. It's so unique. Um, I do know how to say after the break. Oh, how do you say that? If they're pausing. Oh, right. That makes sense. It <laughs> sounds like after the break. After the break. And then... Um, and we know Fika is... Fika is coffee. Yeah. Coffee break. Um, and, I, you know, there's some more. I'm still on the first... What is wine break? We need to oh, learn that one. Let me one. look that up on Google Translate real fast. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily on, ba- on a Babel, but let's I, see. I think... I, it is so fun to learn other languages, and perhaps now in our new alone time, it should be like Vinpos. Oh, that makes sense. Well, but let me let me. That's how I I, I probably Vinpos. Vinpos. Oh, Vinpos. We'll do it again. Vinpos. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. Easy. Well, that's all fun. Fun with languages. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to shout out to to the expanding Swedish listeners. Yeah. I also want to shout out to our expanding Australian listeners. Oh yes, and they'll appreciate the fact that we're drinking Cardinet. Cardinet. <laughs> we love Kath and Kim. Oh my god, it's so different. It's unusual. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Look at my. 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 Oh my God. We love, love Kath and Kim. And sometimes if I'm having a particularly, you know, I don't want to get invested in something really heavy on television mm. or, or um, you know, uh, I've run out of uh, foreign uh, the tra- uh, subtitled uh, uh, pieces to watch. I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch some episodes of Kath and Kim oh. again. And I just laugh. So this is something that I love about having the TV to myself, <laughs> that I don't have to like, there's not this 30 minute negotiation of what are we going to watch? Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. And yeah. now all of a sudden, I'm just like, I want trashy Gossip Girl, or I want this movie I've seen a million times that's just a, some, you know, rom-com, yeah. or I'm really enjoying this, but um the other night, I put on Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> I have to tell you, it gave me such great delight. So, you know, I, I loved Pee-wee as a kid, you know, his show, yeah, yeah. you know. And then, you know, the, the movie I remember, it came out in the mid-80s, and I remember watching it. Mm-hmm. And I was a kid then. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking it was very funny. Well, since then, many years later... Uh, Tim Burton, the director of the movie, has done all kinds of other things that I love. You know, and it's got this dark edge, Nightmare for Christmas, Corpse Bride. All this stuff is his, you know, Um, Big Fish, all these amazing movies. And I've traveled the country to see his exhibits. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. I went to New York to go to MoMA to see his exhibit there. I went to Vegas to see his exhibit there. Um, Wow. Okay. He's an amazing person. And then to revisit this childhood experience that has his brain on it, it is, it's actually really dark. Is it? It okay. is. Okay. And, and, and with that same kind of like child whimsy delight that, mm-hmm. you know, Tim Burton brings. So anyway, this is a movie I've, I, I haven't been able to watch in years and years and years. And now... I was just sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I get to watch this movie. I'm laughing out loud, which like takes yeah. a lot for me to laugh out loud. So I'm enjoying it. I also have been busy with improv and moving furniture. And so mm-hmm. some, you know, I really haven't um, uh, just binge watched, which, you know, as the temperatures change and it can't be outside anymore, that will be can't can. be floating in the pool. We can't be floating in the pool. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we're going off on like a, a random tangent it, here. Yeah. What is interesting that we could circle back to is now as independent 
women yes navigating things completely on her own you know it's it is it can be exhausting that you feel like you're fighting every fight on your own yes you know and and i am experiencing that right now like i have layers of you know these challenges that you know, like as a woman mm-hmm. a lot of times I, it gets just completely dismissed Yes. You know, yeah. and so, yeah. like, if I rope a man in from work, I'm like, please help me tell this person this is wrong. I'll rope a guy in, and boom, all of a sudden, I'm at a superior manager level that can help remedy my problem. And right. So that is something that I am I'm dealing with at home, like, with billing issues and things like that, um, which is new. Because you, right. Because Because it's just me. It's just you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that feeling when my kids were, were younger and they couldn't be the ones to step up. And then I had like this blissful many years where my children were capable of doing things that are, or I need, I need this done, that done. And I could rely on, on them to do it. But uh, now again, it's back to, um, okay, so I have to do this thing. How can I do it now? Now I'm like, okay, wait, which friend has sons that are my, you know, that are home and can oh, move right. this stuff? You know, which who can I reach out to to help me with these things? Where can I find my replacement, William? You know, <laughs> um, and, you know, and then it's like, do I? I used to joke. <laughs> back uh, you know pre-cancer days is that my ideal dating situation would be that I would date somebody who was an electrician at mm. the same time I was dating somebody who was a plumber and somebody who was a, a carpenter and somebody who was an attorney. Are these all different all people? Different day, all different people. So, I can... so it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. It's like you got the electrician, the plumber. And the, yeah. So I live in an okay. old house, right? So it's like I needed to um, I needed to date many, many people that were in the trades and could handle things. Or I needed to date somebody who could pay for All the many it. different trades to take care of stuff. I think so. it's a very interesting, like you're like flipping the script a little bit. Like if we, if, if we were in a, in a, in a world where women had multiple husbands, mm-hmm. like th- how would we measure the quality of the husband we would want? And so it would be like, okay, we need the handyman. Yes. You know, we need the electrician. A we cook, need the legal guy, like the, the cook, chef, the, yeah. Or the, the guy who is... Um, the landscaper. Right. Yeah. The nurse. Yeah. The, the one who's good at, with kids. I mean, like, think about, like, the reverse of um, of polygamy, right? Where right. one man, many wives. One woman, thing. many husbands. Yeah. You know? What would we look they, for? Would they, they'd be brother husbands instead of, like, sister wives. They'd be right. brother husbands. Bro hubs. Right. Bro hubs. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh, interesting. I kind of like this idea. The- and then, like, if you ever wanted to be polyamory, right? I think I'd probably be searching for couples that had, you know, <laughs> skill levels outside the bedroom, right? Right. right. This, is, this is not a bedroom situation. No, I just really, I just really need. I'm short. I need somebody to reach this for me tonight. Yeah. I need the tall folks, or I need the 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 skilled uh, technicians. Yeah, you need somebody with small hands to help with certain things. You need somebody that's really tall to help with others. Right. <laughs> It's you're curating your dating pool, right? You right. Know. Yeah. It's um. It'll be interesting. I'm sure we'll share some of those uh, stories as we, uh, as uh, you know, as I venture out into that world. Yeah. Um, and then you too. I mean, you can. Oh my fin- god. Yeah. I mean, you just you just finished. I'm not there. You just fin- <laughs> right, right, all right. I'm I'm empty nesting. So not there. And and I'm like I can now. So. I'm basking in my own bed. I'm like, ooh, this is amazing. <laughs> Right. And I'm I'm keeping it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But I get it. I do. Eventually though, you know, whenever Eventually. you whenever you come around and you feel like it, we you know we'll want to hear about the stories on the podcast. <laughs> so the one thing I can say is like, you know, be careful about who you let know you have this podcast, especially if we're gonna be talking about the different dating and stuff like that I on know. it. But hey, they could get some good intel. Because we have shared a lot about, 
you know, sexual preferences. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I know. It's really like, I just, mean, you know, if you, you know what, you, you want to go out with me, you need to listen to all 100 <laughs> episodes of our podcast. Put in 100 hours and we know you're serious. <laughs> and uh, after that, you need to be able to know what kind of wine I like. Exactly. And Pick show up the up, wine. Show up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I know that you uh, you really uh, you really are into me. You're, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah. We can take you seriously. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? We. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it'll be a group effort. You like most everything. You got to get approved the by the friends. Uh, exactly. You know. Exactly. Do the clitorati approve? Right. I guess we'll, we'll, we can do things like that. But I just think it's been a lot of fun these last 100 episodes. Like the guests we've yeah. had, the, the conversations Amazing. we've had, the laughs we've had, of course. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 100 plus I more know. and whatever timetable it takes us to get out, you know. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And, and we really, we really appreciate all of, all of you, our listeners who uh, stood by us and stuck by us and uh, uh, have devoured our episodes and, and shared our episodes with friends that you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, please continue to do that. Um, we really appreciate all of that. And thank you, everyone who has, who left us the sweet messages about our 100 episode. And, um, you know, we, yeah. um, we, it really, it's really touching and, and we do appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really wonderful for us to, when we get a chance to see and meet and, or talk to, to the friends of the podcast, the vulnerability that everybody shares as a result of what we're doing, uh, it, it's very meaningful because we we really sought out to create this um, this community of of being open and supporting one another and being honest about our lives, the challenges of them, the joys of them, all of it. So it's really rewarding for us to be able to, you know, understand and hear your stories yeah, as well and that, that you're equally as a part of it. So thank yeah. you for that and keep it coming. Yeah. And as always, if you have any suggestions of topics mm. or people that you think we should talk to, you know, you could or do, wine or, or panties. wine or panties or <laughs> or anything that you just want to say, you know, we are always open to hearing from you. You can always give us a call on our podcast voicemail line 812-727-0794 um, and you can email us at clitorally speaking podcast at gmail.com go to our facebook Socials. page you know yeah. check out our our instagram and our and our facebook and all that sort of stuff um you know stop us in st louis if you uh, see us and uh you know say yeah. hi we really appreciate it and um yeah, I mean this yeah. is um, you we know, love you. We wouldn't and, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love you guys as much as as we really do. And yeah. uh, this always it just means a lot. So, congratulations, Emily. We made it yes. to hundred. And congratulations <laughs> to our good friends for joining us and hearing through us through all our stories. Yeah, Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.